Welcome to the Hidden Voice Podcast with me, your host, Samala Bygraves. This is a podcast for women who are desiring an exploration into shadow work. It is for those who are ready to uncover the wisdom that lives within our deepest fears and the liberation on the other side of transforming the shame and guilt that shrouds our past experiences. Join me and astrologer Danielle every fortnight as we shed light on the hidden parts of ourselves and society that have been kept in the shadows. This is a space for raw conversation, rebirth and transformation. This is where we uncover our hidden voice. Welcome to this week's episode of the Hidden Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Samala. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing feminine and masculine energy and how finding a balance between the two within our psyche could be the key to creating balance and harmony within ourselves. We are living in a very interesting time. We have been living in a society where much of the feminine has been rejected or only certain aspects are acceptable and where many people are desiring an end to the system. It can seem that there is a rejection now of the masculine in order to allow the suppressed feminine to rise and it would even appear that there is a fight between one or the other and that in order for the world to be saved, the patriarchy needs to end. But in my personal experience and through observing the archetypes within myself, my own journey of self-exploration, you cannot have one without the other. There is no feminine without masculine. There is no negative without positive. And when we reject something, we are in essence projecting the other side. As my coach often says, when we are seeking pleasure without the pain, we are trying to live a one-sided life, which simply is not possible because the other side, the opposite, is always present. For some people, there may be a stronger expression of one of the energies, and just to clarify, I am not talking about the masculine and feminine in regards to gender, but the energy that exists within every being. But as always, before we dive into the full episode, we are going to hear from Danielle. And if you are just tuning in, Danielle is an astrologer, counselor, and mentor. She's also one of my best friends. And she uses tools such as astrology, human design, her training in counseling and psychology to support and guide people to coming to understand and accepting the fullness of their true selves. She is going to touch on the elements fire, earth, air, and water within the zodiac and will be using my chart as an example to speak to how the elements are placed within our chart will impact the way the masculine and feminine energy can show up within us, whether consciously or unconsciously, and how we can begin to identify how that is playing out within our lives. After we hear from Danielle, I am going to discuss how integrating and accepting both the feminine and masculine energy within me has been key to tapping into my gifts, expressing my authenticity, living in my design, I am a manifester in human design, embracing motherhood, and living in accordance with my truest values. So I really hope that you enjoy today's episode, and I will, of course, see you on the other side. To complement this episode today, I'm going to talk about the elements and the polarities in astrology. 
in the zodiac, the 12 zodiac signs are classified in three different ways. We have the elements, we have modalities and polarities. Today, we're just going to focus on elements and polarities. But these three classifications essentially define the zodiac signs. There are four zodiac elements, and you may be familiar with these. They are fire, earth, and water. The element of a zodiac sign reveals the basic temperament of the sign. So the element of your sun, your moon, or your rising signs are significant. But the overall distribution of elements in your chart is really what counts the most. Having more than four planets in an element will have an impact on your behavior, even if that element doesn't correspond with your sun sign. So for today's episode, in full transparency, I was going to record this section with Samala, but we took a rain check due to me being in my luteal phase of my menstrual cycle and not quite having the brain capacity for conversation we did try. But I'm still going to reference Samala's astrology chart here to complement her episode. So in Samala's chart, interestingly, she has her son, moon and rising signs all in the fire element. In fact, she has nine placements in the fire element. So if we think of the elements as four wheels on a car, all four wheels ideally must be balanced for smooth driving. So if you have an abundance or a lack of elements in your chart, you will more than likely be using your experiences in this lifetime to seek balance. Now, Samala has little to no earth or water signs in her chart and very little air actually. So let's find out more about the individual elements first and we'll return to her chart. So we'll start with the fire signs and these are Aries, Leo and Sagittarius. Fire signs respond to energy very quickly. They favour action. So Aries must act, Leo must lead and Sagittarius will explore the unknown places and ideas. Then we have the earth signs, which are Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. And the earth signs are more cautious in their approach. Taurus is, they're going to dig their heels in and really ponder things. Virgo will analyse everything. And Capricorn will climb, but they'll do it with care and they will first need a vision, a plan, and a structure before starting their ascent. The air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Now, air signs approach energy mentally. They are cerebral, they are thinkers. Gemini has great intellectual curiosity. Libra is more partnership-driven, but not in an emotional way. And Aquarius is highly intelligent, and they are unstoppable when they have a social cause. And then we have the water signs and they respond to energy almost unconsciously. They're deeply emotional. So Cancer is motivated to nurture and be nurtured. Scorpio has intense vision. They are never swaying. They have laser sharp focus. And then Pisces energy is absorbing its surroundings. It's deeply feeling and intuitive. So with that in mind, where we lack elements in our chart is where we will either overcompensate our energy or we will attract others to us in a bid bid to feel energetically whole. 
So from my conversations with Samala, it's no surprise to hear that her most significant relationships in her life have been with Virgos and with those who are either earth or water dominant in their charts. And it's through her experiences with these people that she is in a subconscious way seeking balance and wholeness. Six then of these signs of the zodiac are yang energy, which we also refer to as masculine energy. The six yang signs are the fire and the air signs. And these, as we've just seen, are more active and assertive rather than receptive. And then the other six signs are yin energy, which is the feminine energy. And these yin signs, they are the earth and the water signs. So these signs are more receptive and reactive rather than active. So it was really curious um, when I started to understand astrology was this new learning that we have masculine and feminine within all of us. We live in a 3D polarized world. And of course, regardless of gender, there is an opposite. There, where there is masculine, we will find feminine. Where there is yin, we will find yang. Where there is right, there is wrong. Where there is hot, there is cold. So when we're looking at charts, I'm also looking at the dominance or the abundance or the lack then of, of this energy. So with Samala's masculine dominant chart, because of all of this fire and some air in her chart, she may then risk completely rejecting the feminine. This is a possibility. Or because she is female, playing down the bigness of the fire, because it's not seen as feminine, staying small and making safe decisions, ultimately then rejecting the masculine so this is where I start to open up conversation with the people that I'm reading for to find out how is this lack and dominance been playing out in the person's life, potentially swinging from one polarity to the other and then not really understanding why. So it's through the lens of astrology that we are able to assign meaning to our temperament and ultimately really grant ourselves permission to show up as we are. Samala can stand in her bigness, in her fire, and then she can balance that with making conscious decisions to surround herself with earth and water. She can do that through friends, through partners, or even on a practical level in the home by adding plants or soft furnishings to her surroundings. If she has a shower and not a bath, then suggesting there be a bath installed and rather than taking quick water washes to really bathe in that energy would be really helpful. And it's through this awareness, and it doesn't matter how you seek it, it doesn't have to be astrology, but it's through this awareness that we're able to make steps towards conscious choices that support our growth, our well-being, and seeking that emotional stability and wisdom for our lives. So as a child and even into my teens, I've really struggled with female friendships and often found myself in friendships with boys. It always seemed easier, felt easier. And on reflection and understanding myself as I am now, I can see that I just felt more comfortable expressing the more masculine parts of myself, the more masculine traits such as being competitive, ambitious, assertive, dominant, you know, being the leader, being quite structured, lacking routine and so on. 
And I often felt that when I was with girls, I really felt out of place and just wasn't sure how to be. So I would often hide or push down these parts of myself, which were actually in truth my gifts. So when I discovered that I am a manifester or a type in human design, it all started to make sense. Like energetically, I am designed to speak up, to use my voice, to be loud, to go first, to initiate. And then when I started to look deeper into my chart, I really became um, very aware that I was, I am designed to lead. I am, and I have consistent willpower. I love a little bit of healthy competition. Um, I love creating with structure. You know, I know what I want. I voice what I want. I can, I'm very assertive. I'm very independent. And all of these things I really put into my shadow because they weren't, they weren't always received very well, but I was also judging myself for having these traits as well and for perceiving them as being less than or not being very feminine, you know, really rejecting the masculine because I felt that they weren't received well by my female counterparts. So, but along that, along with that, I had also placed the mother archetype of the feminine in my shadow as well. So when I started working with my coach, Brad, um, who I have mentioned many times before, back in 2022, we actually started our work together by doing Jungian dream analysis. And this is based on Carl Jung's way of analyzing the dreams and analyzing the subconscious. So it was no coincidence that I was having dreams about the feminine and the masculine, and it was all about marrying the two. And I still am having dreams about this now, but less less so about the, the marrying of the feminine and the masculine. So over the last 10 months of working with Brad, of understanding my human design, of understanding my astrology... I've really been using these modalities and my time with Brad to really begin on focusing on accepting all parts of myself, but also really seeing my inherent gifts and my value and what I am here to bring and really accepting what that is. And I was rejecting all of, I was rejecting pretty much the majority of myself, but only wanting certain traits or only wanting like one side of a trait and leaning very heavily on, you know, I should be always nice and kind. I should, but I, but I, but you know, I want to be assertive, but I don't want to make anybody feel bad. So it's kind of like not wanting to have the other side of anything. And, you know, I had also rejected the parts of myself that really loved structure, that loved routine. And I am very spontaneous. I have a splenic authority in human design. So there is an element of I like to have freedom and spontaneity, but I create within structure. I cannot simply create when there's no structure. Like if you were to put me in a room with a whole bunch of paints and just be like, paint. I'd actually really struggle to paint something. But if you said to me, I want you to create this within this structure or this is how it, you know, give me some framework and I'd have no problem creating. So this is why I really love the process of writing my book last year because I had structure. But within that structure, I was able to get completely chaotic within that frame. You know, I wasn't a disciplined, I am not a disciplined writer. I am very in the moment, but I was writing and being spontaneous within a framework. And for me, 
I have come to understand that the masculine provides the structure to hold the chaos of the feminine. And this is, you know, this is my experience of it. It might not be correct for everybody, but for me, the masculine provides the framework and then the chaos of the feminine can kind of unfold the creativity, the formless to form. And that there is an there is order when we have both. And, you know, I've really come to understand that when we start to reject something, we are always in turn rejecting the opposite. So I had really rejected my gift for being able to create within structure. So therefore I just wasn't creating. And I rejected my gift of creating order and routine because I'd been listening to people saying things like, well, you need to go with the flow. You need to get rid of that masculine, the masculine energies of structure and order and go with the flow. But for me, that's not correct. Going with the flow and having no structure creates so much stress in my system. I can't concentrate and I can't create. So for some people going with the flow and having that real like blank canvas is absolutely correct for them. Like my daughter, you know, she is very much someone who can just create. You just give her a piece of paper, give her some pencils, and she creates the most, you know, fantastic things. So for some people that is correct. But for me, structure, focus, strategy, and taking charge, you know, of that is correct for me. And that's that's really where my value and my my gifts are, is really being that that person. And then within that, my feminine energy really feels safe to unfill. And then that's when I can get creative. And that's when I really embrace my power. So accepting and integrating the masculine and feminine within has allowed me then to be the mother I am meant to be. You know, I get the people going in the morning. I've got the routine. I'm the one in charge. Unless you're my daughter, Rose, who is also a manifester. So she also likes to take charge. (laughs) So it's always interesting when you have the two of us, but I'm not the version, or at least I am beginning to let go of the version of the mother that I have been desperately trying to make myself be, this unrealistic expectations of how I should be versus just allowing myself to embrace the balance of the masculine and feminine within me. And that, yes, a lot of my natural gifts and the way that I like to do things do come under the umbrella of masculine traits, but I'm expressing that through my version of the mother. So it's almost like if I can't be the yielding, gentle, soft, passive mother, then I don't want to be a mother at all. But in truth, that's me being very one-sided. That's me only wanting, you know, one thing or some expectation where there is nothing opposite to that. And of course, that is just not possible. So, you know, I'm still working on really truly accepting myself as a mother and how I show up as a mother and accepting that, you know, sometimes mother is not soft. Sometimes she is firm. Sometimes she has boundaries. Sometimes she has to say no. Sometimes she has to, you know, have routine and have structure and that that's actually correct for me. And that's what I'm here to bring to my children and that there are endless benefits to me being my fullest self with them and not trying to be a version of a mother that I think that I should be based on, you know, past perceptions of how I should be, past perceptions of pain and so on. Now, of course, this is absolutely a work in progress and is probably 
the most important work I have been doing in this last 10 months is really integrating my shadow, you know, accepting and seeing that I have all traits within, but obviously that again, for whatever reason, and again, you can see this reflected in my astrology, you can see this reflected in my human design, that my gifts are more masculine in nature. So, you know, if I was a male manifester, it most likely would be easier for me to accept that I am naturally assertive, I'm ambitious, I can be, you know, that I like a bit of healthy competition, that I enjoy, you know, I enjoy creating structure, I love, you know, logic, I love systems, and I really rejected all of that, and that's, they're my gifts. So I'm trying to be really like, go with the flow and having no structure, and I'm just creating so much distress within my life because I'm actually not living in accordance with my values and within my truth. So in and in, in allowing myself to really embrace all of those gifts, it also means that I will, of course, express the opposite. You know, I am sometimes actually not retained and I can sometimes be very good with the flow, but I can only access that if I accept the other side. And it's sort of allowing that to be fluid. And and when I say fluid, I mean, there is a use of both traits when I need to pull them out of the deck of cards, so to speak, that I may need to be go with the flow. You know, something might happen and I'm like, okay, I'm going to accept that I had this structure, I had this routine for today, but for whatever reason, that's not gone to plan. So now what am I going to do instead rather than then getting frustrated because I've quote unquote lost control. So that's where that's where when you kind of yeah, my ability to problem solve as well, you know, these are my gifts. So it's you know, I think that really embracing that has allowed me to really begin to see myself as both and accepting that everybody is different. And again, I love how you can really look to the human design chart or you can look to the astrology chart and you can really see these placements. And then you can just really begin to understand and accept that, you know, you you are as you are. And the more you resist or fight that, then the more stress and suffering then that, you know, that you're going to create within yourself. And the other aspect of this is where I really was rejecting this, the feminine and the chaos of the feminine, because I was rejecting that and fighting that so heavily, to a degree, I was beginning to become that. Because it's sort of like the law, like, so my coach explained this to me, it's like what you, what you fight, what you resist, you become. So the more I'm fighting the, you know, re- suppressing my authenticity, rejecting the feminine, and the more I am then actually becoming that and not expressing who I truly am, not finding balance and not finding objectivity. So you might be wondering how to begin to do this and, you know, or how you begin to, yeah, how do I begin to integrate? How do I begin to even know who I am? How do I begin to even identify? And I think this is where we we all have our own definitions of masculine and feminine. We all have our own experience of what that means for us. And I think ultimately, if we kind of like step back a little bit and remove the labels, it's really a case of uncovering who you are. So what are your gifts? What did you come, you know, what do you have innately within you? What do you like to express and where are your values? Beginning to see what you are not. So 
you know, where are you shooting on yourself? Where are you? I have to do this. I should be this way. And then this is where like human design and astrology are really fantastic tools for beginning to see who you are, but also beginning to decondition. So, you know, what are the stories? What are the expectations you have placed on yourself? You know, what is the shadow? Because I have a lot of friends who are actually... So their gifts and their expression of the energy is more go with the flow. And they're trying to force themselves to be really structured and to be really logical. And actually that's not, that's not where their gifts are. And then when you put the two of us together, you can see how we, we come together and we work together. So I bring the structure and the logic and the kind of this is the framework. And then they bring the kind of the movement within. So we're both supporting each other. And then in that, we then support each other to express the opposite. So, you know, what are the stories that you're telling yourself about, you know, why are you rejecting the masculine or why are you rejecting the feminine? What have you seen growing up? You know, I know for me, I rejected a lot of traits which kind of fall under either the masculine or the feminine category. So it's really looking at those traits and seeing why have I rejected those and actually where do I already do that? Where am I already showing that? You know, this is a lot of the work that I do with my coach. It's like, where am I actually already expressing this? And actually, maybe I want to express this more. And this is where I've put my gifts and my gold in the shadow. So what is in the shadow? And we can normally see this through our judgments and our triggers. And again, where are you shooting yourself? And this is where it takes that real courage to begin to let go of the logic of in terms of why I should carry something out. So not logic as in creating structure or creating a system or creating a way or a process, but where you're logically making a decision based on what I should do this because of this, that, the other. And you know, again, whilst I have many so-called masculine traits that are kind of my gifts and what I'm kind of here to bring to the world, it's always, you know, I'm really learning to trust in my intuition. So my intuition is guiding where I place those gifts, where I place that energy, where I initiate, you know, where I'm assertive, it's all coming from my intuition. So this is a real case of seeing yourself, understanding yourself, and then beginning to be guided by your internal guidance system, which is your authority, if you want to use the lens of human design here. And again, why are you trying to only be one side of something? You know, the good girl conditioning. I, I know I've talked about this so much, but this is so massive. You know, this conditioning around only ever being nice, only ever being good, you know, it's just not possible. You know, I've had these conversations so many times with my coach. It's like sometimes we need to be the opposite of good. Sometimes we do, you know, or only being feminine or only being masculine and rejecting that opposite um, because we shut down so much of our power when we do that. Um, you know, because ultimately we are all things. However, your unique configuration is going to express differently. And this is why I would always recommend, yeah, having a human design reading, knowing what your human design chart is, understanding your astrology chart. You know, all of these are really great tools, really great resources for, for really pointing you toward like, ah, okay, so this is, these are my unique gifts, but also being able to use these tools as a way of doing the work, doing the shadow work, seeing where the conditioning is going to be hitting heaviest, 
that in particular is why I really love human design because you can really look to the chart and really see where the conditioning is going to be the strongest and where to kind of begin. So for me, I have an open emotional solar plexus. So for me, the heaviest conditioning is in my fearing of the consequences. So as a manifester who's designed to initiate, I'm terrified of the consequences. So a lot of the time I'll shut down an initiation. I won't inform. I won't speak up because I'm scared of what is the other person is going to say, what the other person is going to do. I'm very sensitive to other people's emotions. So I'm kind of always trying to micromanage how other people feel. And that is basically running in direct opposition to the way that my energy is here to be used. And in turn, that shuts down my authenticity, which leads to a huge amount of anger and a buildup of energy. So you can kind of see how when we're shutting down what is uniquely us, we then start to experience obviously all sorts of trapped emotions within our bodies and so on. So I do believe that it's always very helpful to have these things um, in your back pocket just to begin to really understand, you know, who you are, but also who you're not. But that, yeah, sometimes these things will, you know, we are going to express the opposite and that's okay too. So this, again, these, you know, these episodes are always about just beginning to shed light on the things that we might not want to have a look at. I know for a lot of women that I know, they have heavily rejected the feminine and we're really in their masculine. And again, we have kind of like high and low expressions of both the feminine and the masculine. So I was actually due to interview a friend of mine, Michelle. She was on my publishing cohort last year. She's just published her book called Feminine Reclaimed. So she was due to be coming on the podcast this week, but she, for personal reasons, wasn't able to come on. So we're going to get on together and we're going to talk about her experience of going from feminist to feminine and where she had actually rejected the feminine completely to the point where, you know, she did not want to have children. She rejected any any aspect of the feminine and was really in her masculine. So again, a really interesting swing to one side. You know, I would say that I think I was just rejecting traits and aspects of both. You know, I wanted little bits of the feminine and I wanted little bits of the masculine, but I didn't want, I didn't want what was actually mine. So would be really, I'm really looking forward to being in conversation with Michelle. That is going to be rescheduled. So listen out for that episode. That will be up and coming. But I know for a lot of women that they have massively, you know, rejected the feminine. But again, you can bring and welcome in the feminine and still have the masculine. You can have a balance of both. And that's where, again, I think it would be really interesting, perhaps if you had rejected the feminine to really maybe to have a look at your chart and see what placements you have. So again, if you've got any questions, you can get in touch with Danielle or myself. Check out the show notes. You can run your free human design chart through my website. And of course, if you've got any questions, just reach out to the show. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it has given you food for thought. And I hope that it is providing a space for you to begin to see that we are all things. And that, in my opinion, you know, we're here to truly accept and see and love ourselves for who we are, not who we think that we should be. And that your authenticity, your true self is your gift to the world. That is inspirational. That is influential. That is valuable. Showing up as your truest, realist, most authentic self. Have an amazing day and I will speak to you soon. If you're listening to this, then you've made it to the other side of the Hidden Voice podcast. 
and we want to thank you deeply. As some of you may know, I've birthed my first book this year, Spiral. It's my personal memoir of rebirth, reclaiming my voice and facing my shadow. Head to the show notes for how you can get your hands on a signed copy of my book. And if you would like to continue the conversation, subscribe to the show and be sure to share and review this episode.